Though Satan tempt me sore. We just sung that day in that, I think, middle verse. <clears throat> and we've been looking at our shield of faith for some weeks. Finish that tonight. Um, <clears throat> Does everyone have the same weakness with the same temptations? No. Everyone, well, not everyone, but we all have different things that tempt us more than other things. Now, does the devil know that? Yes. 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 <laughs> and so what's the devil going to work on? The weak spots. It's like a, a boxer, I think, or something like that. They work on the weak spots. Keep hitting the spot that will have the most effect in bringing your opponent down. And that's what Satan's up to. <clears throat> and... Um, you know, we can say, oh, the devil made me do it. You hear that phrase? But <laughs> it's not true. The devil might have given you the thought or the opportunity might have come past you. And, and what, what takes over when that often happens? The flesh. The flesh. It's like James says, you know, the, the lusts uh, that are within. And that just, that takes over. And we're accountable for the sin. We can't blame the devil for it. He might have got it started. He might have got the ball rolling in our thought. But uh, it's us that keeps that going. And the Lord, as we've said on Sunday, the Lord will provide a way of escape for those that are willing to take that. So we can, old devil will titillate our senses, inflame our fancies and desires. Corrupt our souls, weaken our wills, deceive the minds, our minds, deaden our conscience, distort God's truth. And he's got thousands of more wiles that he never gives up on. And uh, he's just out to do bad, wicked, evil things all the time. And to bring people down, particularly those who are the Lord's. And we can successfully resist him as we bring the shield of faith into play. Um, <clears throat> what are ways in which that thing can get going in our lives? What are some things that set us off? And they're the things we need to be aware of so that we don't place ourselves in that position. Yeah, how, how, what, I don't know, what, what are some things? You don't have to talk about your thing, okay? Talk about someone else's thing. Lack of prayer. Okay, lack of prayer. And self-dependence instead of trusting him. So you need to set a time to pray. Is there something else, anything else? And not getting into the word of God every day. A lack of prayer, the two essentials. Yes, and that, that just, yep, <laughs> me. And um, the pride, it, that can set us off. But some, some trigger things, Troy. Things like maybe associating with some friends that you used to that were unsaved, and so that's, you know, start a fellowship with those people again, so they're unequally joking and doing things that you once used to do. Mm -hmm. And they can lead you astray like Christian in Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> worldly wise and things like that come along with him 
and start taking him off. What are some modern things? Come on, some modern things that can trigger us. Music. Music. Yes, that can get us back into the the ways of the... Internet. Okay, the internet. And the list goes with television. Phone, the phone, that's both internet, computer. That's all rolled into one. Mobile device. These are things that if they are what is causing us to go astray and to fail and not to hold the shield of faith, we need to make sure that we don't use them or use them appropriately only for the, for the means to an end. And um, <clears throat> So you know where it is in your life. And uh, it might be a college professor that stirs you to think like, Evolution. So many young people gone down that path, gone to uni, and they they've thrown out what they learnt as children when they their professor said that can't be so. He's a professor; he knows. And even children in a younger younger than university can say, "Well, the teacher knows more than you, Dad, Mum, because they've taught." <laughs> no, they don't. They're just a person. And at the hey, psychologists, doctors. All these people, their profession was in a certain limited field. But we trust in the Lord who's got an unlimited scope of wisdom and understanding. So let's not let these things and these circumstances arouse our minds to be tempted to sin. As James 1, 13 to 16 says, says there. <clears throat> Will we ever be out of the range of... Satan's fiery darts as he brings these things into our life. Are we ever out of range? Oh. Never. Oh, well, no. Yeah, <laughs> never down here. We're always like a sitting duck. <laughs> we're, and we can't see him that's shooting the darts. <laughs> and you, you, <laughs> but we know that he's got plenty of workers on the prowl with him. Um, <clears throat> These darts can be quenched according to the scripture, according to the verse we looked at. They can be rendered harmless through the shield of faith. Now, <clears throat> in our outline for <coughs> this evening, that's only a little brief one. We'll go through it in relation to ourselves and Adam and Eve and uh, then the Lord. Let's go to Genesis, first of all. And see Adam and Eve, and how the Lord tempted him. I mean, Satan tempted him in this way. <clears throat> Genesis chapter three and verse one. We know there that's back at the fall. Now the serpent <coughs> was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said? Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And so here, <clears throat> there's three things that Satan, how he, how he approached. He, he questioned, first of all, the goodness of God in, in verse 1. Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? You know, he's sowing seeds of doubt in their heart and mind. Has, has he not said? Didn't he say you'll look after you? Why is this problems coming upon you? Shouldn't you doubt what he said if this is the way he treats you? 
And the implication was that God's unkind in refusing you something. Questioning the goodness of God. Romans 8.28. What does it say? And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God. When Satan puts a doubt in your mind about the goodness of God, like he did with Eve, remember that God only does what's good, allows what's good for us in our lives. And raise the shield of faith. And verse 4 of Genesis 3, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. <laughs> and here's the question, Satan's making Eve question the government of God. Ye shall not surely die. God said they would die, and Satan said, No, you won't. Half-truths. Did they physically die when they ate the fruit? No, no they didn't. But they died in another way, which is treacherous, treacherous, probably even worse. They died spiritually, didn't they? <clears throat> Disobedience isn't really serious, he said. The effects of it aren't always as bad as God has said they will be. And questioning God's overall government in their life. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and any sin is, brings condemnation to our lives. And the serpent said, Ye shall not surely die. And look at, look, look at all the effects from there till now of the death that has come in relationships, death in marriages, death in society, physical death, all the death, death in creation. The evolutionists say red in tooth and claw. Of the, of the creation, they weren't like that. Death did come. Ye shall not surely die. He, he's evil to the core and trying to make us question the government of God as he, he oversees all things. And the third thing in verse 5 of Genesis 3, For God doth not know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. <clears throat> questioning the goal of God God knows <laughs> that you shall be you shall know good and evil they certainly did the moment they ate what did they try to do <laughs> they knew that they were evil they knew that they'd sinned they knew that they were naked who told who told you you were naked have you eat have you eaten of the fruit said the lord to them the goal of god you see in our lives, when things go wrong, and in their morning service last week and this coming week, looking, looking at knowing God through, through troubles and tribulations, you know, <clears throat> looking at that and you think, oh, Christians can always have it good. And last night, actually, Pastor Hine touched on it last night, didn't he? About the goodness of God. Oh, well, if that's what God does to me, if that's what God brings into my life, I'm not going to trust him. I'm not going to trust his goal in my life. I'd rather have it this way and this way. And we think that all, all things go rosy when we become Christians. No, they don't. Have a look at Job, for instance, and every, 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 other, every other person that drew nigh to, nigh to God. What happens when you live godly? You shall suffer persecution. That's what it says. And when we draw nigh to God, he draws nigh to us and troubles come. 
but don't doubt the goal of God in that. Now, Job is a great example of not doubting the goal of God in all the troubles he had. You know, <clears throat> shall I not receive good? Shall I not receive evil? God is always good. And uh, praise God for Job's wisdom and uh, knowledge <coughs> that he showed there in combating the evil one. And so the goals of God are good in our life. And don't throw out the word of God. Let's turn to Matthew now and just see these same three things that we see Adam and Eve tempted by. The Lord Jesus was tempted by after we, he was in the wilderness there. In 40 days fasting, desperately hungry. See, Satan sees the weakness. The weakness is physical hunger. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Could the Lord do that? Yes. yes, he could. And Satan was suggesting that God the Father was withholding an entitlement from the Lord Jesus. He should take matters into his own hands as we can be tempted to do as, as God's children even. And he had the power there to do, to change the circumstances to suit his mortal body. Um, <clears throat> so he's challenging the goodness of God here to start with in the Lord's temptation by Satan command that, you know if you're hungry then just do it your way <laughs> um, Joseph's statement in Genesis 45 verse 4 and 5 and 7 and 8 and in chapter 50 you meant it for evil God meant it for good <laughs> don't question the goodness of God and Joseph had wisdom and maybe if he hadn't got that revelation that the sheaves would bow to him and his brothers would bow to him, maybe he mightn't have had that strength. But he had that always in his mind and he could raise a shield of faith when he was being thrown in the pit and taken down and all the temptations. He could have questioned the goodness of God, but after it all ended, he still said, God is good. And the, and the brothers thought they're gonna, he's going to get... He's going to attack when dad dies and he didn't. And don't be afraid in Genesis chapter 50. God, you meant it for evil, but God has meant it for good to save many alive, as he said on that occasion. And so the, he, Satan tempt, um, was questioning the goodness of God in the Lord's life. Make these stones bread. <laughs> the second temptation in, in the, Satan tempting the Lord Jesus. It's in verse 6, all the verses there. Verse 5, then he, the devil taketh him up into a holy city and set him upon the pinnacle of the temple. <coughs> and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give thee his own... Hey, he's even using the Bible here. The old devil's evil using scripture. And now don't be surprised if his angels are angels of ministers of light, as it says in Corinthians. Charge concerning thee in their hands, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time they should, thou should dash thy foot against a, against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And so the second temptation followed the same pattern. Having taken the Lord there, 
to the pinnacle of the temple, cast yourself down. So Satan tempted Jesus to question and challenge the government of God, the way God was doing things in his life. Satan was saying, cast yourself down. You won't die. God would not let that happen to you. You're his son. Put God to the test. And putting God to the test is a very, very serious matter. And that's given, the proof of that's given in the people of children of Israel in the wilderness. And, that, and, and Deuteronomy 6.16 tell us we're not to test the Lord, tempt the Lord as it were. In Psalm 95.9, and 56 of 78, there it all talks about the, the children of Israel tempting the Lord. And the same thought is in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 where the people of Israel tempted the Lord. You shall not tempt the Lord as the Lord Jesus said here. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. (coughs) Therefore, for, for a practical thing in our lives, if we go breaking the laws that the government has laid down for our own safety, we're, as it were, tempting the Lord. He's given them to punish evildoers and punish people who are doing wrong. And if we go and break in the laws, uh, we're setting ourselves up for a fall and for a crash, a tumble. And so we need to be careful to maintain them, not just for the law's sake, but for conscience sake and for an answer, a good, having a good conscience toward God and man <clears throat> and not tempting the Lord. You know, like my cousin said, when someone said, you're speeding, because she had a little green Tirana. Not like mine, it was a, one before that. And someone said to her, you, you pass me, you're going to work. You keep passing me, going to work. And you know what her response was? Well, he gives us, he, he, <laughs> my guardian angel will look after me. What's wrong with that statement when she was speeding? Don't tempt the Lord. <laughs> Don't put the Lord to the test. You're breaking the law. And, uh, and, and the response of the other person was, your guardian angel couldn't give up with you. <laughs> she's going so fast. She's still alive. I think she's learned not to speed. But she owns a Harley. I don't know if she still owns that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and they, they tempt to, uh, There's always a temptation to go too fast. I remember <clears throat> someone in our congregation, I won't name them because... You'll, you'll know, or that, that a long time ago, and they bought a motorbike, and it was in those days a thousand cc was was pretty big. And they were coming into Albury, and there's a young couple, young fellas come up next to him in a hotted up car, and revved the engine, and so it was on. And they come and the whole it wasn't a dual lane; it was just a single. And they started going for it, and and the fellow on the motorbike just waited till their car was pinging and couldn't go any faster. Their engine was just pinging. Valves were bouncing. And then he took off on his motorbike. And I'll show them. And then he come in into Albury. And he's gone way, way, way over the speed limit. And he couldn't brake quick enough. And he almost had an accident. He sold his motorbike. <laughs> That's a wise move. <clears throat> because you're tempting, you're tempted to do it and you're putting the law to the test. You're breaking the law. <clears throat> God's government is where we stay and submit ourselves to all things that he's put down in his word. And the third temptation here 
<coughs> so you don't get up on a pinnacle, you don't get on your motorbike, you don't speed in your car, you keep, <laughs> you keep from doing those things and it could put you in mortal danger. And the next temptation, again in verse 8, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. This is the whole goal of Satan, isn't it? <laughs> then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the goals of God. The goal of, the, of God in the Lord's life is to have thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the goal. And Satan's saying, well, let's take a shortcut. Don't go to the cross. I'll give it to you now. How often does the devil do that? <laughs> I'll, give the, I'll give it to you now. <laughs> the things of this earth will please you. Take it now. <clears throat> no. Get thee hence, Satan. And uh, <laughs> the Lord Jesus wasn't going to fall down and worship the devil. <clears throat> and each time the Lord Jesus fell back on what? The word of God. The word of God. Isn't it a wise thing to know the word of God? Our faith should be so alive and so robust. Our knowledge of the scripture should be so that we are able when the temptation comes and the fiery darts are thrown that we can put up the shield of faith through the word of God just like the Lord, just like the Lord did and say no this is what the bible says you see today as never before there's so many different things in in spiritual matters in religious term that are put in religious terms it's okay to do this it's okay to do that and they'll they'll pull out bible verses and they'll tempt you it's old devil doing it bring up the shield of faith and the word of god that's inspired to resist the evil one. We should never question God's goodness. We should never doubt <coughs> his government and should never question his goals in our life. The Lord is going to receive the kingdom and it's, he hasn't received it. it patience. 2,000 years since Satan tempted him. But he hasn't received it as he's going to receive it. But it's going to happen, isn't it? It's going to happen. And he's going to bring about his kingdom on this world, in this world. He, he has to do that because he said he would. And if he doesn't do it, then he's lied to all of us and he's not a liar. He'll keep his word and he'll bring about all his prophecies in fulfillment of that. <clears throat> so there's some the three areas that we, we see in Adam and Eve's life and in the Lord's life. And we see them in practical ways in, in our life too. Goodness and government and goals of God.